Leaders in Worship Podcast, episode number three. Welcome to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, where our purpose is to equip, connect, and develop leaders in the area of worship. I'm your host, Matt Perkins, and I'm glad that you took the time to listen either by our website at leadersinworship.com, subscribing through iTunes, or another platform. I hope that you find this informative, and also if there are topics that you would like for us to cover in upcoming episodes, please take a moment and leave us a voicemail right on our website or through Google Voicemail by calling 407-308-LEAD. That's 407-308-5323. You can also send me an email at matt at leadersinworship.com. Well, today it is great to have as our guest Armando Fullwood. Armando is the co-founder of Wave. Wave is a full-service company that uh, they definitely believe in connecting with others, connecting churches. Their mission is to help clients uh, communicate the message more effectively, and they do that through acoustic products, uh, audiovisual integration, stage and thematic uh, designs, and with sets and everything like that. And uh, I wanted to take a moment and ask Armando a few questions like, what is the best way for a worship leader to communicate with an audio or media tech uh, what are effective ways that an audio or media tech can communicate with a worship leader or the pastor? And uh, this new piece of gear is out, and how do I approach my pastor to be able to get it? Well, um, we're going to cover a few of those things and then just kind of talk about some of the things that Armando is involved in. I got to know Armando first through some live recording projects that he was involved in with some good friends of mine and uh, he has a way of capturing the emotion when he is uh, running audio or sound, capturing that emotion of what's going on in a worship setting. How do you uh, use just the right amount of, of effects, or uh, how do you get just an amazing sound out of those drums? Uh, well, at the time of this interview, we were in preparation for a live DVD recording for William McDowell. Faith Assembly in Orlando, that's where I serve as a worship arts pastor, was hosting the recording. And we had some significant challenges during this recording or leading up to it because we were planning for months to have this recording in our new church campus, which is in the final stages of completion. However, uh, there are some circumstances that were completely out of our control. We had to move the recording to our current campus with only five days before rehearsals and uh, the crews were supposed to start coming in. Um, all of the the tech areas, they were coming in to start with staging uh, within five days. And uh, so at that point, the word challenge is kind of an understatement to say the least. Uh, but William is a great friend of mine and just a phenomenal worship leader. If you don't have any of William's worship CDs, uh, you need to go on our website, leadersinworship.com. We'll have some links where you can uh, go and purchase some of those CDs. You might be familiar with William through his song, uh, Give Myself Away. It spent over 100 weeks in the Billboard charts, and his newest CD, Arise, has been at the top of the Praise and Worship charts since last November when it released. 
And so do yourself and your church a favor. Go and grab this today online. You can go into anywhere that uh, they sell CDs or Christian music. Uh, make sure that you pick this up because there are some songs there that will that will speak to your church congregation, to that body of believers, and uh, give them hope as well as go to a deep place in worship. And man, even if it's to just share it with your worship team. You know, one of the things that we did when this project uh, was just coming out, and we took some time where all we did was just listen to part of that worship CD. Uh, that That was our praise team rehearsal for about six weeks leading up to a worship conference that we were hosting. We just listened to different parts of that. We had some other other songs that we mixed in with that. But it is a powerful, powerful CD that you need to have in your collection. Well, one of the things William was doing is he was in preparation for a live DVD recording. So they were going to be taking a lot of the songs from the Arise CD and put that into a DVD format and record that in addition, there were several songs that are going to be added to that. But um, we had a challenge uh, because uh, we had to switch this venue. And Armando and uh, the Wave, they were involved in kind of setting the, the feel, setting the look, what the stage was going to look like, and involved with all of the, the audio. We had some challenges Armando quickly flew in, and uh, him as well as the lighting designer, Matt Moreland, who um, incredible lighting designer, they came in and we started within a day and a half, started looking at ways that we can retrofit and make our current facility work when we had been planning for months for the new facility. So that, in a nutshell, is kind of what we were up against. So now let's go to the interview with Armando. He was kind enough to take a few minutes out of this past week and uh, just sit down and talk about some of the things that they're involved in and some ways that we can assist each other in communicating uh, with our teams. Armando, thanks for being here today, and uh, we're excited to have, have you with us. And why don't you just share... Uh, just a little bit of the background of WAVE, and then we'll also talk about some other things that you're involved in as well. Thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, we started WAVE uh, many moons ago, my partner and I, uh, Paul Henderson. We uh, really had a vision for, for not just having a company that brought technology, but really tried to figure out a way to, to help them communicate more effectively, holistically. And so in that you know, we, we begin to create um, all of our different divisions from a acoustics perspective, a stage design, um, working with creatives on brand management, implementation into the building, um, AVL, of course. And then uh, one of the divisions that uh, most people may not know uh, we get involved with is a lot of the live recording worship album, uh, which is in our uh, experience team. And so... All those coupled together, has, it's become a fun ride, uh, getting to work with worship leaders, uh, worship artists, uh, ministries, 
and uh, technology. Now, when I first was introduced to you, it was from that perspective that um, in live recordings and things that you were involved in, and I know that uh, you've been involved in uh, many live recordings. Um, how many do you have? Do you have an idea of how many you have been <laughs> even been involved with? Um, let's just say, without dating myself, let's say the fun started around 1987. Wow. And so I've been fortunate, very fortunate, very fortunate to, uh, um, look back over and just get to see, you know, our, our fingerprints on a lot of very cool worship moments from, um, Donald Lawrence Bible Stories and Parables album to Bishop Jake's. Uh, out in Nairobi at the Grace Live Worship album for seven hundred fifty thousand, yeah. and Martha Munizzi and you know William McDowell and Israel and you know B.J. Putnam, you know just yeah. thankfully you know we we did the right things the right way in front of the right people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the um, from those those perspectives um, in going into a live recording and I've been fortunate to kind of see see you work in that process on the week leading up to a recording and uh, actually while we're recording this we're in the the preparation for the uh, William McDowell live DVD and uh, there's been some uh, challenges as far as venue locations and things that um, has been thrown at you in the in the last week and all the creative team and and going in but one of the things that i've appreciated is you approach live audio uh in a different way than a lot of front of house guys do um you are every bit a part of that helping that worship moment come together and uh just doing things even from uh, how reverb is used and how certain things are used, not just so you can use effects, but doing something that is going to help that moment and help capture that moment. Um, so those are those are things that, from my perspective as a worship leader, I appreciate in in what you do. And you. Um, this week is is no different than many other recordings. I'm sure that. The preparation and and there's always challenges and things that are thrown at you. I'm sure. Um, now with that, do you do you approach every recording the same, or do you have a uh, different process or what goes in the week of that recording? Well, yeah. What's interesting is is how most people still perceive that what I do for for our projects is I'm the audio engineer for the live DVD or the live recording. Uh, and you know, over time now. Um, you know, quietly, I've evolved into the role of more of the technical producer for the whole event. Uh, still loving to do live audio, but um, each each scenario, be it a permanent design facility we work with architects on, or a renovation with a worship ministry, or or these live recordings, um, it, you you have to you have to be able to approach it from an absolute passionate position of emotion mm -hmm. Your, my job is to literally help capture those those emotions uh, both for the audience as well as the stage and the and the, and the experience and so 
many many years ago I, I really did relieve myself of the pressure of being those stoic engineers who just come in and and make sure it mechanically works and and I just I dropped that facade and, and just decided hey let's actually enjoy what we're doing and in that it, it creates a camaraderie with with, right. the, with the stage and the relationship still you know still staying true to my technical chops you know you still have to bring a, a quality experience but your ability to maintain a level of, of, of intimacy with with the experience puts everybody at ease from the band and a lot of times you know people ask me to you know I teach a lot with uh, WFX and church production magazine and I teach a mixing class and it's funny because a lot of these engineers they, they want to come and, and hear you know just how do I do things? How, how how does our team do things? And what they find out is the mixing class has really less to do with mechanical mixing, and it has everything to do with creating the mix of being around people. Right. Because what I found out, um, be it an Israel Houghton or a Martha or an Andre Crouch, or none of them have ever heard my house mixes. That's true. <laughs> but it's my ability... To maintain a level of peace and, and calm, and even in the midst of the storm, you know, changes. And you know, early on in my career, I was one of those, you know, standard egotistical hotheads who just, you know, fussed and cussed, and you know, made everybody's life miserable. They put up with it because I could mix. And then, then a very wise, very well-known artist gave me some great advice about 20 years ago and said, "Look, you know, you you can you're a good set of ears. Appreciate you, but." You know, you're going to work a lot better, a lot farther along in your career if you quit being a jerk, and and actually still create a great mix. But you know, be nice. Yeah. And that was a that was a slap in the face. And I had a choice: I could either continue to go down that path, and eventually, you know, there'd be someone much better than me who could be nice, and you know, eventually, I find myself attending the gigs versus mixing the gigs. Right. And I don't like to attend concerts, yeah. <laughs> so I, I made the choice, and it was it was probably the smartest thing I ever did. And so in that now, out of that experience, I create. You know, we we helped foster a team of creatives in Wave where we're just going to have fun. We're we're still going to bring it. Yeah, stages always look amazing. You know, I'm, I love our team. You know, and I, I I tell our team all the time if I were to write a book, it's how to be the dumbest one in the room. <laughs> You know, because I really do the best of our abilities. I try to connect with creatives that really can bring the passion for their craft. Yeah. And and I don't want We don't want to be a lead singer band. We want to be a band. Period. You know, right? When push come to shove. You know, you know. Steve Tyler needs Joe Perry and the band more than he needs himself. Right. And so in that, I try to create this holistic approach and then that helps me in situations where we're working with lay people at church and you know you want to come in and you want to be the same kind of inspiration to them that somebody was to you Mm -hmm. and and they and a lot of times they respect what i do because of the resume and and i get all that and and if somebody wants to believe that i'm that good because of who i work for that's great you can utilize that to your leadership ability just as long as you don't begin believing it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things, whether it's someone that's behind a board, up on a stage, um, running 
IMAG, for everybody on that team. And I know one of the things in, in our church and in our team that uh, everybody plays a part mm-hmm. in that role. And uh, one person's role is not greater than, but if we come together exactly. as a team, you have a lot more fun, you get a lot more done. And even Scripture says, you know, behold how good and pleasant it is pleasant. when we dwell together in unity. And uh, you can have a, a good experience, but then having a pleasant experience that you want to go, you know, that was enjoyable. I, I would actually like to even hang out with those people right that. i think i think one of the things I've, I've come to realize is there is nothing nothing that happens on in a worship experience uh and the importance of ministry that's worth fussing about okay what it is even even and i don't even i don't even appeal to that whole well you're you're hindering somebody's worship salvation experience um i think that it's more important that you foster that pleasant experience, and in that you you eventually have a creative team that actually embraces and enhances that ministry experience. And so we try to, in our company culture, we try to do this when we're out with other artists and, and, and doing events. We're just going to be the guys you can get along with. And, you know, you're going to bring, there's always going to be challenges. It's just how you deal with it, you know. There's nothing worth fussing about, and if you have to fuss, go behind closed doors, fuss right. about it, and then come out and, you know, because I'm not saying that every day is easy, and, and sometimes you deal with, you know, difficult situations, but it's, it's just how you deal with it. And and what it's done though is it, it has begun to attract these worship artists who really want to know that you can handle the business without giving them the pressure. Right. They just don't want to be around, you know, intense people. Yeah. Well, and, and going into going into a project, if it's a live recording, um, there's already a, a million pressures that are going into that. And, uh, you know, on a bringing that in from a, a live recording perspective where there is an, an artist involved and, and people that are involved, I'm sure it, at different levels, you know, it makes it a lot more enjoyable when you, you know, like you said, you enjoy getting around people that you know have a pleasant experience. So taking from a live recording aspect to a Sunday, the recording is done, a lot of the back line gets loaded up and gets sent back. So now here we are at Sunday and everybody's going, wait a second, where did all those nice lights go? Where did that sound go? What is your advice to them in in just taking those steps and and improving what they do on a week-by-week basis? Uh, the key word for, for any ministry, small, medium, large, or supersized, is to be consistent. Find out who you are in your DNA and live in that. Too many times uh, I find churches create and communicate in bubbles. And so instead of being this branded house, they become a house of brands. And the efficiency of getting that message to the unchurched becomes very inefficient and frustrating. And so once you really dial into consistent communication, consistent positioning and imagery, you can do 10 times the work with half the energy. And you you begin to utilize, uh, and, I, and I work a lot of times with churches on this, I tend, they tend to utilize more existing features of their facility mm-hmm. once they understand who they are. Yeah. 
and they become more efficient in that. And so, um, yeah, there there are many many accounts in Wave where we refer to it as redemptive engineering, where you know we we take the gear. I never see gear as outdated, no matter how old it is, um, and and that that tends to drive people crazy because manufacturers say, well, you're, aren't you in the business of selling gear to churches? We create experiences, first and foremost. Right. To me, selling gear is like salt and pepper to a dinner. It's mm-hmm. just a seasoning. Uh, it should never be how you lead right. into the conversation. Utilize everything. Maximize it. Maximize the experience. And I think you've seen that even here. Oh, we have definitely, this week, we've maximized uh... the experience. <laughs> and, and, and I'm proud of that. Um, and and it, it takes a little longer to get there. It 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 you have to be willing to, you know, be committed to to where you're you're going to end up. But when it's all said and done, you know, being able to to create these over the top experiences with existing technology sprinkled with some new stuff, uh, to me is just a much better stewardship. Yeah, and that's um, I think probably one of the one of the things that scares a lot of maybe senior pastors or those who are in leadership saying, okay, uh, pastor, we need to, we need to, to fix this. And instantly, uh, they start seeing dollar signs of, okay, well, we've got to do this. And I've been guilty as anybody of looking at, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a tech head of just, I like gadgets. I, you know, and so you look at and say, well, this is out. So we need to to look into this, but have I really utilized all the features of what I have here? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that is a thing that that I've seen in even in previous conversations that that we have had mm-hmm. of just saying, hey, you know, it doesn't always cost more to just to do it right. isn't isn't a matter of just it has to cost more to do that. Well, I think I think I think there's a common theology within yourself of if you don't know who you are, you you're on this path to try to find you. So you keep trying different styles of clothing, different kinds of this, that and the other to find you when really if you just find you and you're comfortable with you, you you don't have to do all this superficial positioning. Same with technology. Once a church finds out who they are, and their true mission, and they begin to surround themselves with consistent brand messaging and as a whole, then then all leadership decisions are made from that position. Mm-hmm. Does this does this satisfy the criteria of our mission? Does it support or negate the visual positioning we have as a ministry? Mm-hmm. Because once you find yourself then you'll find you're going to spend a lot less money. I, I, we had a church this year. They they were given a budget because they were told their sound system was outdated um, when, in fact, it was just you know processors that were not right. Mm-hmm. So for the same money that they were told to fix the sound system, once, once Wave got involved and we started asking the right questions, for less money, we were able to fix their lighting, tweak their sound, reposition video, change their interiors, build a stage, communicate their message more effectively for less money than it was going to cost just to get a new sound system. Wow. And so 
it's that ability to one you have to know gear mm-hmm. and, and again we're we privately we are gearholics we love technology but it's the maturity of the message now where we say yay that's great but and and what i try to implore uh churches to do is just stop spending money you know I, I've never, we've never not gone into a room and, and made it work better with existing gear. I always will lead with that. And then what that does is that creates a trust factor within leadership. Right. Because I'm, I'm just not going to sell you something. I, we don't want to be the Jordache jeans of technology. Right. Oh, it's been in there for six months. It's time <laughs> to get a new pair of jeans. Right. Uh, I'd rather be the red tag Levi Strauss guy. Yeah. You know, I still have those. I've had some pair for... 15 years you know still works great still you know so because I don't want to I don't want to I, I, you know I remember I was speaking at a, a conference called Velocity this year <laughs> it's, and it's with churchplanners.com network mm-hmm. and the question was asked to me and you know me if, if I'm asked my opinion <laughs> I, I, I'm obligated to give it to you straight truth no chaser and the we were teaching a technology class on the main stage and, 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 and it's a room that we had done and everybody was loving the fact that you know this room sounded good blah 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 all those things so the question was asked to me how do how in my opinion how do I create true relevancy for ministries going forward and everybody was expecting me to, to churn out this diatribe of oh when you get these new edge blending HD projectors and you finally get the right cameras with the right cool lighting look then you'll be relevant. And and what I explained to everybody is that true relevancy in the ministry is for every one of you to get out of your cool, sexy, hip churches, yeah. get back out on the street, begin to embody the fruits of the Spirit, impact the community, mm-hmm. do all that. And when, when you've mastered that, the importance of relevancy to your technology won't even be on the radar screen. Right. And... That that made some people cheer and made most of the equipment sponsorships <laughs> freak out. Hey, wait a second. Who right. brought this guy in? Right, right. But at the end of the day, aren't you glad? Think about this concept. When I got saved, we didn't have screens in church. Yeah. And don't don't give me that, well, we're trying to reach this AMC theater generation. I hear you, but at the end of the day, it's... It's not the HD screen that draws men to repentance. Exactly. People still, the, 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 the validity of the way Jesus positioned the Great Commission is still the most relevant form of impacting a generation. Now, you can storytell, yeah. but don't call it relevancy. Exactly. That, that's a great... Because in, in worship, that is one of the big... You know, that is the buzz phrase. Everybody wants to be relevant... But I think relevancy is is knowing uh, the DNA, the culture of your church, and the people that are involved. You know, in in my setting here, we were on staff in um, the northern Midwest in Wisconsin for 12 years. Then we come to Orlando. We've been here for a little over five years. And it's a different culture of church. It's a different culture of just the the region and the area, and so knowing what those things are, and I've I've talked with people just saying, don't just teach a new song because it's on the CCLI top ten, because even though it's a great song, there are great songs right. that 
Israel is recorded. You can go down the list. Well, first of all, if you did every song that these artists did, there's no way you could, you'd constantly be doing new songs and it gives nothing for the congregation to really latch on to and say, okay, but who are we as a church? Who are we trying to reach? But what what is the message that God's wanting to speak into our church? Right. And then let's find those same things. So with what you are doing and through WAVE, you guys are kind of taking that, as you say, that holistic approach of looking at, okay, what is that brand message? Yes, you want to be... You want to hit something that doesn't look, you know, dated the first thing. You know, one of the things that we've had here just in this last week, we have, we were slotted for one venue that we were going to be moving. And um, then in looking at just uh, several factors, um, a week and three days before that, event, um, we had to, you know, kind of have a conference call with everybody that was on that production team and saying, uh, guys, we need to, uh, we really need to change, change this venue. So now you guys have been talking with catching William's vision for what he wants to do and how he wants to uh, proceed with this. Now in the course of what has been a couple months of planning, um, in a week to change, change things. And I think coming into that, we had some some challenges, and there were certain parts of our building that looked dated. But the thing that I appreciated is both you and, and Matt Moreland then coming into our existing facility and look at it and, and just start to conceptualize, hey, what can we do? Taking a look at the gear and right. the things that we had and say, how can we best implement this? How can we best use this? And I am... I'm sitting back even today looking at going, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And so seeing that, that's not just you talking about saying, hey, we want to do the best that we can with the tools that we have and, and what's in our toolbox right now. We want to utilize that. Um, I've seen it firsthand just in our church facility right. and just transition this thing into uh, something that is, has been really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, William's whole thing to me when he called me and he said, look, I'm not going to feel good about this unless you come down here and tell me it's going to be okay. You got you got to, um, to a large degree, you've got to really honor that level of trust yeah. from a worship leader. But I, I, I don't take that as a, as a point of ego moment. I take it as a point of responsibility. Israel has driven something in to everybody that you know has worked with New Breed is that you know, status is 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 never. It's always a point of serving. Mm-hmm. You know, your elevation is your is a responsibility to serve. Right. It's not. It's not status. It's serving. Yep. Serving. And that really resonated with me. And so, you know, we came down and and again, I always, you know, I, I, the prayer I always pray is, you know, God, show me that thing. Show me the thing that makes this great. You know, what what's going to make this unique to to William. And as I prayed, you know, as I prayed, I, I was always reminded of William's passion for vertical worship, mm-hmm. and that spawned the idea of using nothing but vertical trusses in the design. Something that simple. Yeah. And and so of course, you know, Matt 
works out of the Wave Atlanta office, and we've been fortunate as the company's grown, set up several offices around the country. But Matt's part of the Wave Atlanta team, and there's some great creatives out of Atlanta, obviously. And um, we sh we talked back and forth, and and it was going to work very easy in the other building. Yeah. But then we had to modify it to work with the existing structure, weight loads, and so on yeah. and so forth. But you know, in in true Wave fashion, you know, our team rose to the occasion. Uh, we're able to use existing technology because, again, Williams to me, Williams thing to me has charged me was. I don't want this to look dated, and I don't want it to feel dated. I want the experience to be unique to us, and I think you know your team has been great to work with. Um, I think we've really accomplished that with with how we've yeah. utilized existing technology, and, and I'm very proud of it. I mean, when you see it on for the DVD, I think people are going to be shocked that this is a circa '87, you know, yeah, church when it's when it's all said and done. Yeah, and it it. Um now, my back and my hands might hurt a little bit from pulling that carpet, but it's no, going to be awesome. Yeah, but, but again, I, you know, but that's part of that camaraderie to where because everybody's committed to the singular vision of, of where we want to take this in worship, and everybody kept their attitude in check, right. and everyone said, let's, let's all hands on deck, let's make this happen. Yeah. Well, and that, that was the thing that, you know, we started looking at saying, okay, we... We're moving to a new facility. We have, um, because we're also getting ready to uh, build a youth complex, uh, right now that youth complex is not done. So our youth ministry is going to be moving into our present sanctuary. And so there were some things that we knew going in, okay, this is a good thing. But um, for us, that servant you know servanthood and servant leadership that's that's huge to me right. of right. if we don't know how to serve people and serve each other and rally around for a specific goal and a purpose man how are we going to how can you do ministry effective if you're not willing to put stuff aside and just say okay this is what we need to do and um and let's make it happen so this has been a great process uh, just for myself, our team, the guys have loved it, and uh, and being able to be around creativity, and I and you had mentioned of uh, making sure that you get around people that are just amazing at what they do, and I always pick up different things from people of just mm -hmm. sitting around other worship leaders and finding sure. people that are farther exactly. down the road yeah. and just say, what have you done and what were some of the challenges? What what did you find? So when you're talking about this holistic approach and you really are taking, because you guys are involved in not only the you know the, the audio and lighting and, and staging, but even from a, a branding concept of helping these churches find out exactly who are you yeah. you know what and we, is and we the have DNA? Some, and we have some great partnering relationships that make that happen because uh, I think it all has to to come together and you know we and I love it you know uh, Bishop Jake said something one year where he said you know every decade you need to still stay true to who you are but reinvent yourself yeah and so at the end of the day you know there's more to what I want to do now right and being able to have all these different things come together uh, and being involved in the leadership role of our company, 
being in the leadership role of so many ministries and, and, and helping become effective in how they want to communicate and that trust factor, I, I think it all plays out really well. So as we um, start to wrap this wrap this up, um, there's a, a couple things that from, you know, we've talked about needing to have a servant's heart, being willing to learn from other people regardless, you know, just in our surroundings, you always learn what, you know, you learn things to do, you learn things that you're not going to do the next time. Um, but from a worship leader, like for myself, when I'm talking to one of our, uh, one of the guys on our audio team, and what are some things that you feel are beneficial, I guess from from me as a worship leader, um, what are some ways that I can better communicate to the guys on our tech sure. team? Uh, the thing I encourage every worship leader to do is, is is let these guys, you know, take one of those personality profiles. Find out what the love language is for your tech team. Um, because some guys may be acts of service. Some guys may be words of affirmation. And, it, you know... Um, you know, mine are words of affirmation. I love acts of service. So, um, too many times, you know, if you don't understand how how your people like to be communicated to, you may be communicating, but not very efficiently. And so, at the end of the day, um, I, I really try to get people to understand that. And and when I try to get, you know, as importantly, I try to get our our, our tech teams to be able to learn how to communicate without, you know, wanting to do a wish list uh, perspective. Hey, how you doing? I need this. Hey, how you doing? Can I get that? Um, and so, you know, from that perspective, I think, you know, if, if as, as, long as, as long as the consistent vision is established and the goals to the vision are agreed upon and we're not always changing the direction, but we're staying the course and being consistent in all those things. And the emotions are, are more consistent. You're going to find your your teams really are able to um, come together and make that happen. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that has been, I guess, what I've learned more than anything just over time of being involved in... Um, in worship ministry and and leadership at a church, uh, timing can be everything when you're approaching, whether it's a a senior pastor, whether it's approaching someone in your church, that um, of not having, not being the guy that is, hey, pastor, good to see you. Oh, yeah, by the way, I need 10 grand for this. Yes. Um, Of just looking at it and making sure that we've done everything that we can to try and do what we do to the best of our ability. Then, if there's something, then also knowing what those and, what those buttons are, right. and don't go there if you're going to set them off. Right. And, and the other thing too is is I think that uh, in, in the in the vein of steward in, in the responsibility of stewardship, I, I I really put it on these tech teams. You know, keep your areas clean, keep keep where you store your gear organized. You know. Um, if you if you're doing all that, if if your place is a mess and a wreck and your place is junky in the booth, um, don't expect any business administrator worth their salt to invest in you. Yeah, you know, that's take good. take good stewardship 
You know, be major on the simple things. Mm-hmm. Stage clean, backstage clean, organized, managed, you know, itemized. You know, do all those things. And you'll watch how business administrators will judge you by what they see. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll find a lot more grace and favor within your position if you'll take care of that. Don't don't think that because you can mix or light or or a good camera operator or whatever, that that's going to keep you in the dance, in the game. Uh, I'm sorry. In this generation, yeah. there's there's too many that do that. And just, you know, I'll tell you like the guy told me many years ago. Just just be nice. Just <laughs> <laughs> smile. Enjoy it. You know, be secure enough to enjoy it. Because I think a lot of times, a lot of these tech people... And I was this way. I was very insecure, very insecure starting out because I was trying to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And so my insecurity drove my perception, which drove my ability to be fired. And, right. You know, and so you don't want to be fired your whole career. Right. And so now I understand that, you know. Well, and I think it goes back if somebody is comfortable with who they are and what they are. Right, right, right. Uh, then it makes it so much easier. Now, Armando, if if someone is wanting to get in touch with with Wave, um, whether it's a new installation, maybe they're needing to, to freshen up what they're doing, um, there could be a variety of things. What's the best way to to reach you guys and, and they can find out more about Wave? The The best way to find us is wavegrouponline.com uh, we're getting ready to switch out our email our, our web address to wave.us um, but both will be in action uh, start there please read the story of the, the company and look at our team and, and look at our projects and uh, and let's start there and you can contact me there right there on the website now you're also involved in the WFX um, are you guys uh now they have the hub uh, and the hot classes. Yeah, our, our company, uh, we, we help develop the curriculum for the hot classes at, Way, at WFX for Church Production and Worship Facilities Magazine. Um, this year I'm the creative director of the hub, which will be a series of classes and down on the floor. We're, we're doing all that in Atlanta, um, as well as being on the advisory board council for, for WFX. I'm proud of that. So yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot of new leadership roles for me. It's it's it, you know, it's kind of cool. Uh, Last year, uh, I went with one of the guys on our team, uh, Jonathan Perez. We went to WFX, and uh, you know, we attended uh, attended some of the different classes. Uh, Danny Duncan was doing yep. uh, doing a class. Uh, you did a class, and Jonathan was in. And and as we were leaving, I said, Hey, what uh, what did you guys talk about? He goes, Well. I'm not going to tell you everything that we talked about because there's some secrets that uh, it's only for audio guys. So he goes. So there's yeah, certain- yeah. We have we have a private culture under ourselves that the brethren of the audio environment know what I'm talking about. And, <laughs> so, and so, yeah, so some- there are some tricks and things that he had that he was not willing to divulge. Yeah. But uh, he thoroughly enjoyed that class. Yeah. And I would encourage you if if you are uh, a worship pastor, worship leader, you're on the creative team at your church. Make sure that you check out these resources, and uh, these are great areas that you can you can be a part of, and uh, you're going to benefit from those. You'll find those links in our show notes, and uh, we'll make sure that you have a way that you can get in touch 
with Wave as well as with WFX. Thank you, Armando, for being here with us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can find out more information about Wave and Armando Fullwood on our website at leadersinworship.com. Also, if you could take a moment and maybe leave a review in iTunes, that will help us get the word out about our purpose to equip, connect, and develop leaders in the area of worship. If you have a question or comment, please leave us feedback on the website. You can also email me at matt at leadersinworship.com. I would love to include either a question or a comment in an upcoming episode. You know, today is just the beginning. You are going to see things in your life and in your church beyond what you have ever hoped or even dreamed. So keep striving for more in your ministry. And thank you for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. God bless.